name is Lloyd and I'm, I'm the site pastor of Father's House Jeffrey's Bay and I'd love to share a, a devotion with you this morning around a passage of scripture from Luke chapter 5. Um, I shared this particular message at church on Sunday and I wanted to elaborate on one or two of the points uh, because I feel like it's a relevant word for where we are right now. Um, and interestingly enough, it came up in a few conversations uh, since then, which is always cool, you know, when kind of God is saying the same thing through, through a few different people. Um, this is the passage of scripture where Jesus responds to a question he gets asked while at a dinner party with some of his newly acquired uh, disciples. Uh, Matthew, who was uh, formerly called Levi, uh, Luke, uh, along with some of the other uh, tax collectors and sort of uh, less desirable um, personalities for that particular day and age. Uh, this, I think, already is such a message, isn't it? In that Jesus was not scared to associate with the social outcasts, the uh, neglected, even the hated people of society. He rather ate with them. He brought salvation to their homes. And I think that's such a great testimony to the power of the gospel that we should walk in and apply today. Amen. But for this morning, I'm going to share a passage of scripture with you from chapter five. Uh, and one or two ideas around um, this, this concept of, of spiritual change, lasting spiritual change, Christ-like change on the inside of us, um, that has got to do with what the Holy Spirit is doing in a moment or in the season of our lives. Galatians 5.25, as we know, says, let's keep in step with the Spirit. And what is the, what is the work of the Holy Spirit in terms of shaping us in any given season so that we can carry the thing that God wants to pour into us in this new season? That's, that's the crux. Because here's the thing, you know, when it, when it comes to Christ-like spiritual change, the kind of change that brings about the best in us, you can't put new ideas into an old mindset. Amen. You can't have new results with old behaviors. And similarly, which we'll read just now in this text is you can't put new wine into old wineskins. This is the conversation I'm sure most of us will probably already know where we're going to go. And so when it comes to receiving in and walking in the next chapter of the story of our lives, what I want to encourage us with this morning is that we have to be willing to be molded and shaped by the Holy Spirit, to be able to receive that which God is wanting to pour into us. And this is what Jesus is talking about um, uh, in this Gospel of Luke. So let's, let's, have, a, let's have a look at the, at the key scriptures from Luke 5, verse 33, <clears throat> excuse me, to 39. This is what it says. Then they said to him, John's disciples fast often and say prayers, and those of the Pharisees do the same, but yours eat and drink. And that's what we're going to speak about in Father's House Jehovah this coming weekend, this, this difference between feasting and fasting uh, and, and why this is so important, what, what, what Jesus responds to them with. Um, Jesus says, um, you can't make the wedding guests fast while the groom is with them, can you? But the time will come when the groom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast in those days. So he answers, he, he, he um, answers this question of the heart, really, with a, quite a strong statement. And then he goes on to tell them a parable, which is pretty much just, a story to explain a spiritual truth, right? So he says, no one tears a patch from a new garment and puts it into an old garment. Otherwise, not only will he tear the new, but also the piece from the old garment will not match the old. That's a very cool idea. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins. It will spill and the skins will be ruined. No, new wine is put into fresh wineskins. And that's the important part that I want to focus on this morning. And no one after drinking old wine wants new because he says the old is better. A couple of things I want to draw your attention to from this amazing passage of scripture, just in terms of our, of our devotion this morning. 
You know, Jesus is saying to the people of the time that, you know, similarly to how new wine, if placed in an old wineskin, will burst, this new message of the kingdom, this, this kingdom of God that, that Jesus came to, to, to live out and instill in the world, it won't be compatible with an old way of thinking. It won't work with, it won't match, like he says with that garment, it won't match the old way of legalistic sort of observance, that kind of system of operation. You see, because the gospel of grace expands on the inside of people. You know, when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're saved in a moment. And from then, he begins to work his way into every area of of your life, doesn't he? He wants to get to your finances. He wants to get to your relationships. He wants to get to your career. He wants to get to your language. He wants to develop spiritual gifts in you. All these things are the process of the expansion of the kingdom. And, you know, this process needs a pliable or adaptable vessel in which that process can be successful. And the old wineskin would simply not be able to contain the freshness of this new wine, you see. Because new wine, this process, when it's placed in a vessel, as part of the fermentation, when, that sort of, when, the, when the yeast interacts with the, with the sugars in the grape to produce alcohol, this, this causes the vessel to stretch and to change shape. And can you see what the Lord is saying to us this morning? Is with this new wine that he wants to place in us, this new work of the Spirit, we have to be willing to adapt and be stretched and changed to accommodate this expansion. And by the way, the, the wine in this context is referring to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the old wine skins, they are representative of old behaviors, old mindsets, bloated philosophies, uh, even an unrepentant or unforgiving heart. All these things that are limiting factors to the new message of grace that Jesus came to usher in, this new system of operation in our lives that Jesus came to instill in the world. And one more thing to add to that before I give you two very simple points in terms of how to make this spiritual change. You know, the old wineskins would burst if the new wine was placed in them because they would have already expanded to their limit. You see, they would have already been stretched and they would have become brittle and unable to withstand this new expansion. And that's really, really important to to bear in mind. In fact, Jesus also acknowledges that when he says no one after drinking old wine wants new because he says the old is better. When you're brittle, when that vessel is hard, it's difficult to change, isn't it? It's difficult to expand. And so there's two really simple points that I want to encourage us with from the scripture this morning in terms of how to do that. The first one, uh, in terms of how to live out and sort of carry this new expansion of this kingdom of God that Christ wants to reveal in us, we need to recognize the need to replace some things. We have to be willing to replace some things. That's quite clear from the text, isn't it? You know, from time to time, we have to do away with the old ways of thinking, replace them with completely new ideas. We have to throw away the old wineskins that are brittle, that have already reached their limit, that can't go any further. We sometimes have to say that was one season. I need to adopt a new season to be compatible with the new thing that God wants to do on the inside of us. Romans 12, 2 is a really powerful scripture that encourages us. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There it is. You can literally change the way you experience things by renewing your mind, changing the way you think about something. And then secondly, we change well. We embark on the spiritual change well when we find the strength to rest in what God has already done on our behalf. We have to replace some things and then we need to have the courage to rest in what God has already done. And that's often, I think, an overlooked part of our spiritual journeys. You know, instead of forcing God's hand at things, now he's, you know, given us a gift. He's he's changed us from the inside out. He's getting to our relationships. Once we've received this work or good works from God on our behalf, we simply need to allow that work to have its full effect. 
Sometimes it doesn't happen in the way we expect, doesn't it? Or in the timing that we expect. But we need to have the confidence to know that God is producing exactly what he has in mind when he does that, when we allow him, when we rest in his provision and in what he's doing in our lives. And Psalm 62 verse 5, another wonderful scripture, very simple. It says, rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from him. So I hope that encourages you this morning as we think of these two very simple principles. We need to replace some things and then we need to rest in some things that God is doing in our lives if we want to embark on the spiritual change well and receive the new wine, the new work that God wants to do in us and through us. Amen. So I hope that encourages you this morning. Father's house, I'm going to take a moment to pray with us and then we can head on out with the rest of our day. Father, thank you so much for your word that is so true. It's so powerful and so applicable to our lives, Father. And this morning we acknowledge that you will take us from glory to glory. You desire to grow us, to mold us, to shape us into the image of Christ. And Father, as we, as we commit to that journey this morning, we ask that you would teach us to be wise with how and what we replace in our lives, putting away old, unhelpful ways of thinking so that we can adopt and take on new ones. And Father, help us then also by your spirit to rest in what you have already achieved on the inside of us. And thank you that when we do that, as, as scripture says, we will work out our salvation with fear and trembling and we will see amazing things happen. Uh, for in you, Jesus, the best really is yet to come. And we celebrate your power. We thank you for your mercies that are new every day. And we rest in you, Jesus. We have our confidence. We place it firmly in your hands. And we honor you for this time together in Jesus' name. Amen.